what got his ass now? You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns at 15bmx.com. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm, a, I'm about to light this shit up. Uh, we don't start dialing at 9.30 because our clients are already answering the phone. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Coffee Chatter Show number 177. It is your official Grands Preview Show, T. Grands Preview, baby. We're here again. I can't believe it's already it's already Grands. That went by fast this year. Holy smokes. Exciting time, you know. Big year. It's been a big year of racing. Last year was a massive Grands year, I feel like. And I thought we had a lot to break down, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. This year, I think it's going to be just as big with even more stories to tell come afterwards. Because we got a lot of stories, I feel like, going into it already. We really do. Um, presenting sponsor of the show. They've been with us since the start of the, our podcast. Um, next year is going to be season five. And they're still going to be our presenting sponsor of the show. And that is ProGate Europe. We all know winning starts the great gate. That's why, you know, best tracks in the world, World Cups, World Championships, Olympics are all pro-gate Europe. Um, because winning starts the great gate just is what it is at this point. We all know it. We're, you know, we're not going to use some fucking joke of a gate at those at the Olympics. Can you imagine if there's, you know, we just use a gate from Davenport, Iowa at the next Olympics? No, we're not going to do that. We, we can't do that. What are we doing if we do that? Dav some guy from Davenport, Iowa is not building the gate for that. Are you kidding me? No, it's going to be a pro get Europe because they need the highest quality, not only the highest quality, the most consistent. It is. Oh my God. You just can't. You can't deny how nice it is to get onto a supercross hill, a good, good small hill, good flat hill drag strip, and you get into a pro gate, pro gate Europe. Like you want just, you instantly know that you're going to have a good time snapping gates because you're going to, you get, you know what you're getting every time. You really do. Same yeah. thing. As my, um, my question for the, oh. for a quick gate question, who do you think is going to have the best start this weekend? And Cam Wood. Cam Wood. I thought the exact same. Dude, his his snaps the past month, months, couple months have been insane. I think he's, he is too. Yeah, Cam Wood. No question. Um, I need to come, before we get into things, I need to come clean about something. So this, I was listening back to a show like two weeks ago and I forgot to mention it last week. So you know the word resonated? Re like resonated? Resonated, yeah. Oh yeah, like it resonated in you? Yeah, like resonates in me, resonated. For some reason I say resonated. Like with a G. Have you noticed that I do that? I was listening to the show and I realized that I did it. Have you noticed that I say it that way? No, well, I when I said it back to you just now, I used a G in there and I was like, I don't know you what did. this word you is. Put the G in but there. then the second time, once I realized what you're saying, I was like, oh, you're talking about when it resonates in you. So I have not realized. So interesting. Yeah. So you just <laughs> said it with the G also. But that was because i that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, resonate. It's not resonated though. It's it's resonate. Yes. Resonates. Resonate. Resonates. Yeah. And like when you spell the word, there's no G. To be honest, I couldn't spell the word for you right now. I'm not like good spell. I don't think I'm a good spell. I don't know why, but for some reason, it just sounds better to me. Say, so, yeah, it really resonated with me. And I say resonated. Why does a G fit in there so well? Are you sure it's not spelled? I don't know. Are you sure it's not spelled with a G? 
I'm Googling it right now. Okay. We need to resignation. Oh, because resignation. Maybe that's like why he announces. Yeah. Resignation. Yeah, but it's a different word than like this memory resonated with me. Yeah. This producer. Yeah, because resonate is R how you think it'd be spelled. R E S O N A T E. Resonate. R E S O N A T. Yeah, resonated. Produce for some reason, or be I filled with it. a deep, full, reverberating sound. Resonate. Right, but I, for some reason, I automatically say, "Yeah, you know that really resonated with me," and that's not the first time I said it. And I don't know why I caught it, but I realized it's not even close to how you're supposed to say the word. <laughs> you're just saying a completely different word or something completely different completely in general. Wrong. I can't believe I haven't been can't believe I haven't been called up for this busted ass English that I've been speaking. <laughs> What a couple of assholes on the podcast here. First, we start getting, you know, stats wrong back in the day. Now we just can't even say the proper words in English. Like English is our first language, I promise. It is the only language we speak that I speak personally. So <laughs> there's no reason that I should say resonated. So I'm going to try to say resonated. Resonate. It just seems like I'm missing. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I hope this resonates with you. Resonates. Yeah. Really resonates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Resignate. <laughs> Um, I hope everyone's having a good, safe drive to the Grands. Take your time. Don't rush. Remember to lock your vehicles. I hate stories of hearing people's, you know, bikes getting stolen at, you know, places out of their trailers or whatnot. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this on your drive with many hours in front of them to go. And this, everyone has a Grands drive to do, I feel like. A lot of families do it. So drive safe, everyone. It's a public service announcement. Drive safe. Drive safe, travel safe. And yeah, sweeping announcement. If you're driving and, and pull into a hotel for the night, even if it's a pain, unload all your bikes and stuff from the car or your trailer because stuff always gets stolen, especially oh. in you know the small towns and it's dark and whatever. It's just not worth it. Even though it's a hassle having five bikes in your hotel room or unloading everything, like please do that because stuff gets stolen, stolen out of vehicles all the time and it's not worth it. Yeah, the time we've done like the trip down to Cali, you stop for a hotel and you're like, fuck, I don't want to bring all my bikes and my gear, everything upstairs. Just And it's like, you just got to. You have to. Yeah, so. you have to. It's just that way you can sleep knowing it's it's safe. No one wants to get to a race or have to go to a race after losing their bikes, losing their gear, have to use a board bike. It's not It's not worth it. It's not. Um, obviously, it's going to be a big week in, in Tulsa. Our Coffee Chatter live show will be on Friday after the pro quarters. So I think we're still not sure of the time. Correct. I was you I was know, looking at the schedule today. I was looking at the whole timeline, the, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They don't actually show when the pros are racing yet because they'll probably wait to figure out the motos and whatnot. So it's a little frustrating. So I don't, know, have, don't have an exact time yet, but we assume it'll be just as normal years are where there'll be a break after the quarters before the night show. So that's when we'll try to do it. Like I feel like it was like around twelve thirty or one p.m. last year. That makes sense. Last year, yeah. And if, I mean, if I look at the the Friday schedule, the mains for the Rock, which is the Friday, will not start before one p.m. That's what it says. Right, and with the pros and everything, they just kind of fit them in wherever, right? Every so often. Yeah, we start at eight a.m. Pros go first, and I think they'll just time slot us in there. Um, and, and then I'm sure we'll get a break uh, before the night show, obviously, before all that starts. So they can, one, do all the mains, get a break for the pros. So it'll be somewhere in there. I think it'll be somewhere in that 12, probably that 12, 30, 1 o'clock range. Maybe 1 o'clock so might be the time. Run, you'll probably run 8, you'll probably run 9.30, and you'll probably run 11. And then your quarters will be like 11.45 or 12. 
Probably, yeah. And if we have eighths, yeah. Yeah. So we're probably at, we're probably at like one o'clock. We're looking at a one o'clock show start. One o'clock. We're looking at one o'clock. Right. Pencil it in, people. Pencil, yeah. Pencil it in. <laughs> 1230 might be uh, 1145 to 12. Yeah. 1230 to one probably is our sweet spot. But anyway, Friday, probably between 1230 and one after pro quarters, we'll be doing our live coffee chatter show at the answer S squared Clayboy rig. Get yours today. Get yours today. Uh, we'll have some giveaways to give out. So be there for that. I'm not sure how we'll give those out. Um, we'll be asking some fan questions to people that are there. And uh, we'll also be announcing the winner of our 2022 outstanding rider of the year award which has been going, the votes have been coming. That's a big award. It's a fucking huge award. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we haven't had a chatty in three years. It's been three years since we, we unleashed the chatties. So 2022 outstanding writer of the year. I, you know, all joking aside, we've had a lot of people vote on our Instagram, to be honest, more people than I thought were going to vote. Yeah. So, you know, record voting turnouts, as they say in elections. <laughs> Every vote counts. Get out there and vote. You know the whole deal. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah, we had yeah. like we don't have we don't have mail in ballots. You know, we don't do that. It's just all on election day routes. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting like five hundred plus votes every time, and then I haven't counted today because today is the final, which we keep the final a secret so we can do the official announcement at the live show. But I'm thinking we have at least five hundred plus again. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's been pretty good. So. Yeah, we're excited to, and it's been fun. Like I, obviously we both voted and it's been fun to go on and see the races. Yeah. The semifinal between Molly and Neek was really close. Oh, um, that was tight. And now, yeah, the finals between Molly and Isaac, uh, both phenomenal years and both two riders that not only are outstanding, but I think they, they both stepped up from their previous level. And I think people, I think that's a big reason why both of them two are in the finals is because they both, like all the riders were phenomenal that we put or outstanding that we put in the brackets. But th- I think them two really increased their level from where they were to where they are now. And I think that's why, that's why they've gotten the most votes out of anyone. We were getting a little, little smack talk from our boys at 15 BMX, just, you know, giving a shit that, you know, was, is it really, did it really work out as we wanted it to? Like, did people really vote for who they think was the most outstanding? Why is Laura not in the finals going eight for eight wins? And, you know, that's a good point. Laura did go eight for eight. But I think if you look at it in other people's eyes, they might see Molly as someone who stepped up a lot this year, and that's, to them, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a performance. They might look at, Isaac, look at Isaac and be like, the guy's done it, got it done many different ways from different spots. I mean, he's raced his way into a lot of different positions. So those could be what people look at. So you never know. And I think you generally, when you look at the year, everyone's used to Laura winning overall. So when you see someone like Molly step up, grab a win late in the season and just be on the podium consistently, it's like she obviously raised her level from where she was last year. And that really stands out to people. Totally. Whereas Elise winning or Laura just winning because they've won so much doesn't, even though it is outstanding. Once you're at the top, you don't have anywhere to go. It's, it's, so, it's honestly tough that that's a thing because Laura goes eight for eight wins this year and people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's almost normal for her. It's like, <laughs> she just went eight for eight. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised Josh didn't make it past the first round because he's he has also stepped up from last year. Even though he was like up for the title last year, I feel like he's really stepped up, and he's obviously leading the pro series in men. So he's had an outstanding year. But I think the pe- the voters, man, they love the they love the step ups. I think partly part of it too. I have to think is recency bias. Is people remember 
the most recent things. Molly winning in Bakersfield, getting her first pro win, was the most recent mm-hmm. thing. Josh clearly had a lot more wins from the, the start of the season, midway through the season, compared to the end of the season. So, I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. also tough for people to remember sometimes, too, and for us for, to be able to get people to remember. And, you know, credit to Isaac and Molly. Like, it is outstanding what they've done and how they've improved and the level they're at now. It really is. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, whoever we had, wins. We had some mess. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's, I was just going to say, whoever whoever ends up winning, we will be tallying the votes. The votes. We'll be letting them know uh, that they won at the Grands. And then, hopefully, we'll get them to come by and receive their award. And we'll do a big award, you know, ceremony. I don't know how what a ceremony will look like, but they'll be given the the prestigious chatty award. Yeah. So like James said, it's only me and James are going to know. And we're going to announce, we're going to announce the winner of the 2022 most outstanding rider of the year chatty award during the live show. And then hopefully we have the winner come on either Isaac or Molly and just, you know, chat to them for a bit. It's going to be great. It's going to be real great. We had some, we had some messages asking about Cam Wood. No question. He was, an outstanding rider this year. He just wasn't in the top four in the standings, and we pulled top four from each class for the outstanding rider of the year. So that's what it is. Someone, yeah. someone had to get clipped. Like, who are we going to clip? Who, what other rider would we clip? I know. It's like, what, what are we going to do? Just once we do five, well, then you got to do six. And then if we do six, well, then we might as well do eight. We can just keep going down the list. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, we clip, say we clip, um, so we clip Joris randomly and we just add Cam. People respond, well, dude, what about Joris? Why the yeah. hell is he on? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> no, I mean. This way is done by statistics. That's yeah. what it is. Well, probably, I think we should do we should do more next year. I, I think so, too. I think they're really fun. We keep track of you know, things that happen. Like somebody even messaged us and was like, it is fun to do like the, you know, the riders MVP or the, or like, like we used to do like the biggest, best crash of the year, like fun, different awards that are kind of have some humor, but also are like, just, dude, they're fun. People like, like to, to vote on those and win those and stuff too. It doesn't have to be the strict, most improved, who's the best kind of all the time. I think I just realized too, what I think might've hurt Josh is I think because we're basing this basically off the USA BMX series, but he, I think people overall also kind of thought about the world cup series of everyone and josh didn't really race the world cups that's a good point yeah that's a really good point i wasn't i just thought of that i just thought of that maybe we should have clarified <laughs> a little late now all right people don't consider world cups they don't exist in this world <laughs> <laughs> you only see usa bmx races for this that's all you know that's all you know you don't <laughs> even know about the big world cup. classic um Title chase. We're in a very interesting time in the past years. It's just been um, between Connor and Joris. And we're kind of in a transition phase where obviously Connor's retired. Joris is still very much there, but he's, you know, a little bit older now and more towards the end of his career. Do I think he'll still contend? Yes. But it's not the Connor and Joris era that we've seen over the past however many years. And I think there's there's a few guys that want to become that kind of top dog, but they kind of haven't yet that one dominant dude so you have um like cam's in fifth but you have josh isaac and cam who are kind of that next crop i think they're all fighting to be that guy 100 percent, i think they are yeah i mean 
it is crazy to think that how how long did Connor and Joris kind of just swap back and forth titles for what since twenty sixteen? When was Joris's first? So his first would have been twenty fifteen. Yeah, did he go back to back then twenty sixteen? Or did Connor win? Yeah, he would have gone seven. Oh, Joris won sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's crazy. Like six, seven years they've just gone kind of back to back. And you're right. I feel like it is. It's an opening for somebody else to step up and hop in there and, you know, kind of put their put their foot forward because Joris is he's living back in France now. It's definitely tougher for him, I think, a new challenge for him, which he's definitely going to be stepping up and handling it, I think. But, dude, Josh, Isaac, Cam, they all seem hungry, hungry to take that over now. My pick is Josh. I'm going to start off with my with my pick. I okay. think he's going to win the title for a couple of reasons. One, he's I mean, he's obviously had a great year and he's leading, but doesn't necessarily mean he, he'll win the title. I think the main reason is he's already come to the Grands with the, with the expectation to win the title or like in the hunt. He's gone through it, didn't perform, went through, went through the whole experience, knows how it works. I feel like he goes into this time around more comfortable, confident, and gets it done. I like the reasoning behind that. Having the experience seems like a huge factor coming into the Grands. Would you agree? Yes, seems like everyone you talk to, um, you talk to Connor a lot. He mentioned like, yeah, having the experience of the Grands, knowing what it's like, knowing how to prepare for it is huge. Josh has that now under his belt. He's had man, even his his race in twenty twenty, he looked really fast there when it was one and done up for up for the grabs, <laughs> up for grabs. Nice James English. <laughs> he had that he that first main, he whole shot it back in twenty twenty. So we got some experience winning. Um, 2021 had the op- opportunity to go into it and win the title. It was tough, obviously, a tough race for him. So this year coming in with the shot, with all of the, the experience that he's gained, I mean, how can you not bet on him? He's had some races where he absolutely just pops them off in the final and smokes guys by like a bike or two bikes into the turn. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. So he's um, yeah, he's my pick. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be really difficult in – it's going to be a tough grand. Like even, even getting to the main for him and anyone's going to be difficult, but I think he gets it done. I have a tough time deciding who I think is going to win because with the way the points are with the rock being a huge factor this year, like if somebody like Isaac or Joris or cam wins the rock, I think their points are going to jump up like crazy Nick as well. So I have a hard time like making a pick for the win. I have a good feeling about Joris winning the race I have a really good feeling about Isaac doing really well in the race. He's a bulldog. He's going to be on the podium, I think, for sure. Um, but it's such a short first straight. Like, I don't know. At the same time, I don't know how much how much somebody like like Anik's going to be able to to use his acceleration down the first straight to make that difference that he's he normally can. You know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of the, the way the track's set up, I like Cam Wood to win the race because he's super snappy, really oh, explosive, yeah. good really good like short acceleration and then you're going to need that on a first straight like this that's short um so for me i think he's the favorite to win the race but he's a bit he's like what 300 points 340 behind josh even if he wins the rock i think it'd be tough for him i don't know exactly but i don't i don't think he'll i don't think this is his year to win the title i think josh gets it done but i think cam's got a really good shot at winning the race i think he'd be the favorite to win the race I'm just looking at kind of some of the stats here. Um, Cam has three wins right now, uh, six 
podiums. His six podiums is lower down than Isaac, Josh, Nick, or Joris. So I think if he just gets another podium finish, yeah, I mean, he has six podiums. But I think another podium finish would be huge for him. Like, he would be right into the mix, I think. Wait, is he count eight races? He's counting three. How many wins? He has. Three wins? Currently has three wins. And how, so he's counting three wins and five podiums or like six podiums and then two random. Um, so I'm assuming the six podiums that he has, I assume three of those are wins. So I don't know. Okay, what I wasn't sure. That's my assumption. I don't know that for a fact. So don't quote me. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, he could drop, he could get closer to Josh. You never know. But I, told, I think, I think the rock's huge. These guys, there's so many guys that are too close. The rock's massive this year. I think three mains really does suit Isaac though, because he's such a good, smart racer. Mm -hmm. I think he finds a way to position himself every lap and, and can stay in the, I mean, he could obviously win, but I think he's, he's probably one of the best at staying in like in the two, three, four range, like fourth at worst. Mm -hmm. And three mains, that's really powerful. Like you can't go like one, five, something you got to stay in the top three to win. And I think that strength really suits Isaac really consistent. I do. I totally agree. If I think he has the highest percentage of the highest podium, like makes this year, the nine podiums yeah. this year, like he's just, he's always in the mix. Like you said, if he's in the main, a lot of the time he's in the mix for the podium. He's like a Sylvan in that sense to me. Yeah. So I don't like, he's not as snappy as cam or Josh on the first straight, but I think he's the most consistent in a three main format with dirt turns too. Do you think there's more, there's more ball ups in the turn and it's a lot more, pick a smart line that's going to get you in and out of the turn faster. Like with, with yeah, it's making really tight. Yeah. <laughs> the first turn is going to be so tight. Dude, the first three straights, I got to say it's, it's either going to be really exciting carnage, carnage, not carnage, but like battling in the turns, bump in people, making moves. Or I think it's just going to be like single file for like two straights, the second and third. Cause they're very basic. I think they'll be pretty single file. Yeah. Yeah. That first turn yeah. could get hairy though. If it's a short first straight, I mean, it could get hairy. It's going to be tough from six, seven, and eight. Yeah. That's why I think, it, I mean, I don't feel bad for him, but like Neek's strength is definitely, he said it before, like accelerating further down the straightaway than other people can. Like he just keeps accelerating. He doesn't have the space to open up as much, I feel like, at this one. We don't know the track. No, yet. it doesn't suit, it doesn't suit his style as much, but. He's also been riding on a lot of USA BMX tracks. Like he was in Vegas, then he's been training in Phoenix. He was in Cali before that. So he's going to be pretty adapted at this point. Naturally, is it his best suit? Probably not. And he'd probably say the same, but I mean, he's going to be in good shape and he's, he knows he's got a shot at the title and he's taking it really seriously. Obviously he's over here training. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll be much better than he was in Bakersfield. Um, who do you think has the biggest advantage of winning the rock if, who, who, if somebody wins a rock and who do you think is going to come away from that be like okay they're now they're in the title hunt probably cam because he's cam. three four down now if he wins and he drops a whatever he would drop i don't know his worst score can move him like he probably won't be within 80 with josh to beat him one position for the title but even if he's you know if it's like a first and third or first and fourth he's got a really he's got a good shot yeah yeah that'd be a huge one yeah, it's crazy to think that technically speaking, very much use the word technically speaking, seven people are in the hunt for the title still. That's crazy. 
I mean, Sylvan, I mean, that's the absolute guess, longest shot possible. <laughs> the roof roof collapses and kills places one through six. Sylvan's got a good shot. <laughs> he just wins everything and then he, all that happens. Yeah, then he can go. He's got a shot. <laughs> I would say realistically, first through five. I mean, Corbin's like four. 20 but i mean that's a lot of points you need a i mean yeah it's technically possible but you'd need so much help i think realistically the top five have a shot with the rock yeah i agree too i'd say top five for sure um what about the what about europeans and other people coming into play you think they're are we gonna like is it gonna play an impact factor is it gonna make a difference right Ren Carell is going to be a weapon i i have a feeling he's gonna spice things up and when it comes to the title hunt he just comes and wins the race and then just whatever. I dude, I wouldn't be surprised. He's looking fast as hell. He's at the French race. Yeah. Ren Carell, I think, is gonna be the, the highest finishing European. And stamp it. Stamp it right there. Yeah. He is a weapon, and I think he's I mean, he's super snappy, mm-hmm. really explosive, good starter. I think it, this first straight suits him well. I think he I think he's in the main and um battling up front for whole shots every time yeah i wouldn't be surprised about that either about him being the top european finisher too um i think we thought i think i bet on joris last week and i still include that but i think those two guys are going to be ones to look out for on the european side it's weird to me like i know joris is from france but when i say he's part of the european gang it doesn't feel the same because he's such a u.s local he's right he's raced the series for how many years now like he's just one of the the u.s guys I know. It's just like, do people, I mean, I don't think Americans consider us international. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not, it's not really, it's like, I mean, Josh yeah. has been in the U S for so long. He's barely, he doesn't feel super international to me. Isaac, even no, like exactly. even Isaac's probably been here with just this year, maybe a couple of years. He doesn't feel super international anymore. Just they race this series all the time. They're the the staples. People just call me new foreigners coming to the U S or what? huge <laughs> foreigners. You're not you anymore. Just me. Um, it's it's kind of funny, but it's almost like Joris is going in as a bit of an underdog because I feel like even us, we've been talking about Josh and Isaac and Cam and Nick, and we almost didn't talk a whole lot about Joris compared to other years. But he's right there. If he wins, if he wins the Rock, even if he doesn't win the Rock, he's got a shot. If he wins the Rock, he's fucking right there. He's done it four times. I mean, he knows how to get it done. He's the only one here that's won. Uh, the title before that's got to stand for something dude yeah i like mean he's he's i mean he's the defending champion <laughs> how can you count him out he's a, i think he's like you can't he's won four titles now he's won four mm-hmm. USMX titles you don't win that by fluke you don't win that by not understanding the system how to how to prepare that's for the goat, grands that's goat that's goat status it is goat status honestly though dude yeah you don't need yeah nobody he's the only one with four right I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't want to say yeah, I'm something. Not, we're not going to sound stupid, but we had this chat last time when he did win the fourth. I think there was somebody else with four, but one of them might not have counted. Something weird happened. Was it, was it Christoph? Uh, no, I don't think so. Fuck. Now, don't make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> I don't know either. I know. I just I just thought of that because Christoph actually won the title one year, but then when they when he won it way back when, you had to be an American, so he didn't get credited with it, even though he won it. That's Yeah, that's a crazy stat. I remember that. But I don't know how many times he's won it. Yeah. yeah. So, 
But my whole- he's a defending champion and he knows how to get it done. And he knows the whole routine of winning it too. Like he knows the whole routine of the weekend, which at the grand is a big thing because the format's a little different. You got the night show, the whole deal. He's going to be so comfortable in his element that I'm not surprised at all if he wins number five. I wouldn't either. Uh, he is, like you originally said, I feel like he is the underdog because he doesn't have the wins that he usually has and the point lead that he usually has going in or at least yep. close to. But I absolutely think he knows and understands everything he needs to do to win not only the races but the title. Like I think he knows inside, okay, I need to win the Rock, and then if I win the Rock, I need to then win the Grands and also have Josh get this or these guys get that. Like, I think he low-key knows. Because, I don't know, would you want to know what you need to do going into the weekend if you had a chance at the 100%. title? You want to know. 100%. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it, also, he's got a very calm demeanor at races. Yes. He's done it a long time. He's a veteran of the class. And all these other guys, I mean, I mean, Josh was up for it last year, but Josh, Isaac, Cam, I mean, they're going to – it's an absolute pressure cooker and they haven't, they haven't been able to seal the deal yet, whereas he has. Uh, and I feel like that kind of quiet confidence helps a lot at the grands as well. So I was just reading. So I'm getting some of my stats. So people know from uh, Connor Fields did a, a breakdown on the, the classes. If Joris wins the rock, he replaces a, a fifth place. And I think that's, that's huge for him. So if he replaces yeah. that fifth, I don't know what the other guys would do, but if he did that, he would be up at like 1950 for points, which would be basically up with the other, with Isaac, with, I think it's Neek in third, um, behind Josh. Like he'd be right up there. Honestly, even if he gets a second or third, it's still, still good big points. Yeah. Still, especially yeah. with the rider count and all that. His, Hell, uh, he couldn't afford them. Yeah, true. Anything. Um, yeah. His demeanor, I think, helps him, especially in these long, long grand stays where you just got to learn how to be able to turn off and then turn back on. He seems really yeah. comfortable with that. Yeah. And he's just fucking made for this race. He's proven. Yeah. <laughs> he he steps up at the grands all the time. Dude. Every time. Seems like. Yeah. So he steps up big when he needs to at this race. And it seems like in the years, like I, I don't, I didn't watch enough years as a kid, but a lot of these older grand years, people, once they, got accustomed to the grands and learn how to race it they could just do it every year and they could do well those every year after do you agree almost yeah almost a slightly different mindset you kind of adapt to and figure out figure out the weekend i think it has a bigger impact at this race than most especially compared to all the other nationals but even against the other international races, it's a bit different and the guys that have won the title they approach it a bit different yeah totally Honestly, I, just, I don't know what it is, but they do. Yeah. You look at the Sam's. Sam obviously knew how to prepare for it. Elise obviously knows how to prepare for it. I think Sam always got Anthony prepared for it in those later years. Connor, Joris, all these guys, they know what they're doing. They know how to prepare. Yeah, and I think that all the work Cam Wood's done with Sam over the years too will, will help him too. Because Sam would have – yeah, Sam would have really helped him prepare for the grands – and you know how to um handle the weekend and, and prepare for the night show and everything when they were working together um i don't know what i was gonna say great show great show uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get your thoughts on the on the track but what was there any more kind of tidbits you want to share about the guys the men's side of the the, the points chase 
imagine assuming a Kai with 783 just somehow wins the it's not even possible. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't even know if he'll be there. He he has it come back from a crash and kind of surprised that Cam Larson isn't higher up than ninth. I would have thought, you know, like after the, after his grands last year and how well he was riding ended last year. I'm pretty surprised to see him that far back in the top ten. Especially, I feel like he's made a good amount of mains this year. He's been in the mix a lot. I feel yeah. like. Like I would have thought at the end of after watching end of last year in the grands, especially that he'd be in the top five. Yeah, with maybe a shot or a shot at the title, and he's in he's in ninth. Yeah. Somebody throw a curveball out there. We know his his speed off the start, short first straight. I mean, and he could throw something at you. He could throw a wrench in there. Yeah. Um, I think in years to come he'll be he'll be higher in the rankings heading to the grand. Do we have any any word? I think I saw a word from Chris Luna on Twitter that uh, Nick is has asked for lane eight three times in the main if he's in there. <laughs> yeah, I posed that question on Twitter. Chris Luna said it was already brought up by Nick. I said you got to hold a corporate meeting and approve it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it to corporate. We're gonna have a chat. We're gonna go. We're gonna start swapping lanes only one through seven. Nick's in eight the entire time. <laughs> Side note, the three-main system where you move three lanes to the outside is by far the best way to do it. I think it's much better than the UCI sequences. Yeah, there's more strategy involved, I think. Do you, do you agree, strategy? Sequences are crap. I think the three lanes to the outside is by far the best system. Dude, the, the sequences, it feels like you never get a good option. There are a couple of good joke. ones that people are they're like, oh, it's a good one. But every time you're like, fuck, I don't want this one because that guy's got that those two times. It's like... I guess it's good though. It's good in a sense. You kind of never really have an advantage, you know, if you pick the sequences. They're so random. None of them are amazing. Yeah. And it's obviously by design. But I think that the th the three of the outside is the best. I like it. I think it's cool that if you're picking second, you no matter what can pick inside the other guy at least two times. Yeah. That's like if you're going one on one for a title, it's almost better to be able to pick second. Yeah, because you yeah, you can be like, okay, that guy's going, what is it, one four seven? Okay, it's like I know that. I'm gonna pick what is it, six one, six one four. Yeah, just inside of them twice. Yeah. Or they go three six one and then you just go, uh, all right, I'll just go like one four seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah. I do kinda I do like that aspect of it. Yeah, and I like the fact that the grounds is three mates. I actually love that. Dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I mean, I think it makes it, really it tougher is. for people to keep track of who's going to win the race or the, whatever. But it's just so exciting to watch everyone duke it out three times. Oh, my God. Especially for a year-long title. I think it's um, much more fair. Fair? Fair? Much more fair, yeah. yeah. Much more fair than to have a three mains. Yeah. yeah, it is. A lot of BMX is a one and done final. It is a sprint. It's like you got to become prepared for for this one. But the fact that Grands has always been this three main final and it's just a staple. This is how it is. Is really cool to me. It is fair. You get yeah. opportunities if you blow up one. You still have an opportunity to make a good score, get a good finish overall. That part's really cool. And yeah, yeah. Just just for the spectators. I mean, it's just a show. Yeah. Anything more than the gentlemen, or should we move to the ladies? We can get to the ladies. Um, quick uh, middle talk. Oh, I guess do you want to go straight to the ladies? I was going to talk about the track a little bit. 
Oh yeah, go for it. What are your what do I want to get your thoughts opinion on the uh no pro set, just a pro rhythm on the third straight? Uh I mean I I, I don't I don't like that there's no pro section. I think a pro section's good. I think a decision maker that's pretty close in speed is cool, but I think it should be in addition to a pro section. I, I don't love that there's no pro section, but I think the racing will be still be good. I think the pro section comes in a lot into play when the uh, the amateurs are racing because it is the decision maker fans and everyone just loves mm. to see them send it. So I'm kind I am kind of bummed about that part. I do hope that it is faster if you can do it well, so you can see the younger kids take the option line, maybe maybe make a pass or, you know, risk it a little bit, go for the option line. But the track itself, is just kind of a bummer. There's no, there's no big flashy jumps on it this time. No, there isn't, which is too bad. Um, But by contrast, like you said, it's fun when the amateurs, especially 14, 15, 16, they're a little bit faster, more skilled. They can do the pro section or the, the bigger line in this in this instance and it'd be faster it makes for great racing yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see how it works out the third straight definitely looks long or fourth straight the decision maker straight looks long which is good because the first two definitely look a little shorter than normal which i think people are a little bummed about but if you don't have a if you don't change it up now and again and quote unquote make a bad track well then the, the good ones don't stand out so who knows how this one's gonna be <laughs> good point yeah all right, the women. I don't want to say we've got a two-horse race, but definitely two horses above the rest. We, we got a two-horse race. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely got a two-horse two barn burner race going down. Well, if Felicia wins the rock, she'll be closer. Big time. I think that's... We're talking about when, we're, when we were talking about the men's and who's going to have the biggest advantage if they win the rock in the women, it's definitely Felicia. Definitely. Yeah. She needs a win. She needs the wins. Okay, so let's just start off top. Laura and Elise, who do you like for the title? Damn. I, it's hard to bet against a Elise who's got nine of these trophies in her room, in her house. Someone who knows how to race the grands, knows how to handle the three mains. Hard to bet against her. <clears throat> yeah, I like Elise big time. Huge odds, I think, in my opinion. I mean, barring all titles and stuff that she's won aside, I think this style of track is something Elise grew up on. I think it's pretty foreign to Laura. Tight indoor track. Elise kills it on these. Awesome starter. Tons of power. Absolute horse on these flat hills. Whereas Laura's trained her life for to be good on Supercross. Obviously, she's good on anything. She's an absolute stud, but I think overall suits Elise better. Laura's first grounds, yeah, I like, I like Elise, no question. It's crazy to me that Laura feels like the underdog going in this into this, and she's the points leader. Big time. Dude, that's crazy. Big time. big time the underdog, I think. She's eight for eight wins on the season. She's made, Yeah, and she's leading the points, but she's in everyone's eyes, I feel like, the underdog, because she just doesn't have the experience at grants. I would love to see Laura come in just absolutely pulling on the flat hill, just pedal mounting the first jump really close with Elise, that'd be fucking awesome. Do we think that the shorter first straight jump being closer, does it help Laura more than Elise? Like, I kind of think so. Why would you say that? Because I think when it gets to the jump, I think they're both equally as good. 
Whereas I think on the smaller flat hill, if it comes to a flat sprint, I think Elise's power to weight ratio, I haven't really put them up against each other, but I would bet on Elise in that case. So if there was more flat sprint, I'd be like Elise has more time to, to drive ahead. I think if it was a long first straight, Laura would have a better chance. Okay. It's just what I think I've taught my head. I think yeah. that's fair. It's yeah. so short and flat and snappy. I think it really, yeah. Good question. Looking at looking looking at Elise's and Laura's stats this year is nuts. Elise, it's a joke. <laughs> Laura went obviously eight honestly, for eight. Honestly, first straight. If you want to talk about suiting on the first straight, I think it suits Molly and Delaney really well. Dude, I talking agree. about two good starters, super explosive. Like suits them to exceptionally. Absolutely, two people that can just probably, pop one off. Probably, yeah, probably better than even Elise and, and Laura, to be honest. Yeah, I don't disagree. Honestly, not one bit. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. Yeah, those two girls have some fire off the start. If they can be snappy and poppy like they, they clearly have shown they can be, dude, wouldn't be surprised if they're 1-2 in, in one of the finals. Would not surprise me a I little bit. either. Like, I think them, they they whole shot a lot. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. They really do. Um, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say Elise. So, Laura, 8 for 8 wins. Um, Elise, 12 for 12 on the mains. With nine firsts and three seconds. Crazy. And then Felicia, 13 out of 13 mains, but just no wins this year. So she can she has some scores to to replace. Yeah. That's an absolute joke, those stats. It is. Um but yeah, dude, that's a good secondary battle to be watching in the women. The the battle for third place in the standings between Felicia and Molly. That's gonna be one to watch too. Yeah, it is. Felicia obviously hasn't had the year she wanted getting hurt at the beginning of the year. I think really, really um, kind of stalled her progress, especially getting some scores early. Obviously, she won the world, which is outstanding. But yeah, hasn't been the best USA BMX series for her. Uh, but I think she comes to the Grands with something to prove, especially with um, with the number one plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be cool for her. First time winning the number one play coming into the grants as the the series champion from last year. That's got to be a really cool feeling. Is that what you're doing? Uh, Sav came into the podcast studio. Sav, so what's your hot take, Sav? <laughs> yeah, Sav, do you like Elise or Laura? Uh, this is this is recording. This is on the record too. This is live. I don't know. <laughs> Just Go all ladies. <laughs> um I was gonna say one yeah, thing. Yeah, it'll be um... <laughs> great fucking point. Um be interested to see how Laura handles the whole weekend too. Format's completely different than Europe. It's gonna be obviously a long two days having to wait for the night show, all that stuff. Could be an advantage coming in with um probably not the expectation for her to win like it is on Elise. That's a good point. Really good point there. I, even though she's leaving the title, like you said, I feel like the favorite is the least. So kind of maybe fun for Laura to come in. And it's like, you're, you're almost like the challenger, even though you are leading the, the series, which is kind of funny. Like she probably hasn't been in that position before in, in a series where she's always been the favorite and, you know, the woman in the spotlight. Yeah. I think she's probably gotten a lot of good advice, good information from everyone, how to kind of handle it. Like we said, we, she's asked people, she's talked to people and figured out what's 
what do you got to do with the grants basically how do i need to prepare um and i think like joris's calm demeanor i think laura has a very calm demeanor to her as well and that's i think going to help her even though she hasn't had to deal with the long days maybe the reset for the night show she'll i think with that calm demeanor understanding how it works and she'll plan i feel like she's somebody who would plan out to understand how it works you know what i mean like she'll plan she understands the day's going to be like this okay so I'll use my energy here. I'll eat here. Let's make sure we get the rest there. I think she's somebody like that. That's yeah. That's going to help. I think that'll help. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching a race on Normal Hill. I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah, when's, when's the last time you saw a race a Small Hill? Never. <laughs> Not once. Not once. Do, they, do we think she jumps the first jump in practice? I hope just so. For just, for, just, just for fun. Just for Just for a photo so that we can be like, well, well, it looks like George, Laura's jumping into the turn or jumping the first jump. That's the only reason I want to. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good, good battle. Them two have battled for so many years, too. Yeah, they really have, hey? It'll be fun. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. I look forward to the women's class for the two battle reason there. You got the battle up front between laura and elise and then you kind of have that battle for what i think is the third place on the podium for the overall between molly and felicia it's gonna be great yep and lauren lauren's within striking distance for third overall as well and is always on the box cool. always the only reason she the only reason she didn't podium at the race last year is because there was a blow up in the last corner and she ended up crashing or she, i think she would have got third overall yeah she would have yeah in the race and i feel like in the race and the series although i could be wrong with that yeah, she, so, got, she got boned in that, I think. Yeah, she did. I felt bad for her because she's so consistent, rides so well. I think Lauren has a really good grants. Her starts are better. She's pulling. Excellent racer. Veteran of the class knows how to get it done. I, I wouldn't be, I'm not surprised if Lauren gets um, third overall in the series. With that said, though, I think Delaney and Molly are going to be the two. Like Everyone's going to be watching Elise and Lauren the first man, then Molly whole shots. Or like yeah. they're watching them too, and delaying whole shots. You know what I mean? And then they they like one of them just wins the first main. That's Dude, hundred percent. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Absolutely, no one's gonna be. Everyone's gonna look at lanes one and two, and then somebody for like Molly related from like six or seven is gonna pop one off. Of what the hell just happened? Hundred percent. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be exciting. Do we think any of the yeah, the, so the women take the the pro rhythm? We don't know what it, how big it's going to be yet. We don't know what kind of speed you're going to have into it. How much of an advantage it will be? Do we think? Let's place our best. Do we think they take it? Like the class, or like what do you mean individually? Do we think anybody takes it um, on a in a serious situation to be faster? Not some one of the girls having fun mid pack or whatever. A serious situation. Do one of the females take the pro rhythm? Yes. I think so. Which one? Who? Anybody? You got to pick? I can see Lauren sending it, or I can see Delaney sending it. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I, hope it's, yeah. I hope it's faster. I hope it's rewarding. It'd be cool if the guys had, if you had a track where, like, there was two sections. It'd be awesome, hey? Like, the guys never get a choice. It's always just, you're just taking the bigger, faster side. Um, but it'd be fun if there was actually two choices. Yeah, this is a dumb question. Yeah, is it a decision maker for the guys too? It's not UCI race; uh, it's men pro, right? So yeah. So, uh, good question. I, I don't know. Good question, actually. You should probably ask. You should probably yeah, find this out. Justin uh, or who is Justin Wall, Chris Luna? Anybody want to let us know here? 
it is for everyone else. Yeah, it is for the amateurs all the time. And like I said, it's not a UCI race, so I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Imagine they make this pro make- rhythm section. It's just way slower. It's a decision maker and nobody takes it the entire time. Oh, uh, that'd be a waste. Oh, that'd just be disappointing. Yeah, that'd be a complete waste of dirt. They'd have to just right before the night show, they'd have to take it all down and just make a one better straight. Someone's got to rebuild it. Someone's <laughs> rebuilding it Wednesday night. <laughs> Who do we? Anything else on the women? On the women specifically, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. So this is a U.S. U.S. versus Holland battle. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Will the title stay in um, stay in Chula Vista, or will it go to Chula Vista, or will it go to you know the land of the wooden shoes? We're not sure yet. <laughs> the land of Stroopwafels. I love when they come out with the hype video at the night show, and they start putting like yeah, they'll put people against each other like that. Oh, it's awesome. I know. So the night, the night. we've talked about this. Do you think they could do the night show every single national? Yeah, I think so. I guess, I, I guess logistically, there's so many amateurs you probably couldn't. But the races are just too big. But I think you could if you had, if you made time for it. Yes, you could. At the two day races that are Saturday, Sunday, you just have the pro spectacular Friday night and the pros race Saturday. You could do that. That'd be cool. That'd be all right. I think. Aren't they all three day nationals next year though? Most of them, I think, yeah. Rack them up. Rack them and stack them. That's tough. Um, So in France, they have another indoor race this weekend. And both the indoor races now have had asphalt turns. Yes, I said asphalt, not asphalt. Do we think the Grands could or would ever bring in asphalt for their turns for the Grands? Could, yes. I think it's cool they don't. You, You like that they don't? I don't know. Keep it. I think keep keep it a little old school. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I feel like the corners of the grants are usually good anyway. Like it isn't. I don't remember ever any grants that it's like, oh, the corners are terrible. Like they're always pretty good. I think. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. They're the only thing is they're they're bumpy, but that's that's you put up with that. I don't think you. I think you need. You don't really, I mean, supercross, you need asphalt corners. The fast you're going, you really need it. I don't think on a, like an indoor track, you don't really need asphalt corners. I think mean, it takes more skill to corner and dirt corners, no question. And the slower speeds, asphalt's not necessary. So I don't, I don't think it's needed and necessary whatsoever. I think it makes things, yeah, more interesting for sure, too, because you got to be a little more cautious if you're in front, I feel like. You can't just go mm-hmm. low, low. It makes some, but so it leaves the door open more places, I feel like. So that is. That's a good, I like that reason. So I like it. Then I was, I was for the asphalt turns, but thinking about it now, once you kind of talked about it, now I'll stick with, I'll stick with the dirt. Everything's so perfect in our sport. You know, it's some, it's kind of nice to have a dirt corner where, I don't know, it's a bit more unpredictability. Yeah. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. Yeah. Is unpredictability a word? I'm just creating shit. No, unpredictability is a word, but you, that was just, wasn't the right time for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on over here. It's very unpredictable, yes. Um, very unpredictable. I agree, though, yeah. I think we, myself, has included, has been one of those people that have been like, oh, we need this a certain way, like j- tracks need to be built a certain way to race. But at the same time, when I say that, I do think that there's a time and place for everything, like having the dirt turns, having variants, like a series like the USABMX indoor races like this are the place for changes and fun things having the split straightaways having random pro sets pro rhythms gap jumps with water in them those kind of things 
Yeah. So for me, I, I like it too. Um, bup, bup, bup. Who's going to have the lit kid of the award? Lit kid award. I feel like Lauren always has good kits. Dude, hers are fire normally. Yeah, Lauren has good ones. I think somehow, I think Shibby comes out, comes up with a bright ass kit for the Grands. You think, like flow? We're talking flow colors? Yeah, he's had like a super bright, flowy kit earlier this year. I think he comes out with something even brighter somehow. I don't know how it's possible. It's going to come up bright. Just comes up dripping sauce and soaking wet everywhere. <laughs> he needs like a Frank's sponsorship. He needs to be sponsored by Frank's or like Sriracha, some sauce, some hot sauce. Yeah, it does. That'd be. That would be some corporate deal. Yeah, it would. Um, we didn't really give our a dark horse pick for people to look out for the weekend. Oh, yeah, right. Let's pick a couple dark horse picks. Um, so dark horse pick, somebody that maybe you're not expecting to see or you you don't think in your head will be up at the front, but you could be surprised by them. Don't be don't be surprised if they are up there. Who's your, who's your pick? Is Alfredo going? Oh, good pick. I I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. He count as a dark horse, though. You know, normally not, but when it comes to the Tulsa Grands, I feel like he could be one. But I, yeah, I don't know if he would be. That's like saying, like, like an Eddie was an. Couldn't Eddie be a dark horse? He's not like a, a staple at the Grands, but I think if he was there, he could also shock some people. Is, he, is Eddie going this year? Do you know? I think no, so. Yeah. yeah. From what I know, he's going. Yeah. Oh, it's a good question. There's someone like Alfredo, I think, will do well. So, okay, I'll go with Alfredo. That's I like it. Let's go pick a good pick. Yeah. If Ryan Tugas was going, I'd pick Ryan Tugas. <laughs> yeah. It just is what it is. I'd just pick him, but I can't pick him. So, um, yeah. I like Alfredo. I think someone. I don't think Rico Behrman's a a dark horse, but someone like him or Nick Adams. Up there, Nick Adams is the other guy I was thinking of too. Yeah, yeah. Um, vet pro, I think Damien Godet is coming in the vet pro class. We still don't know if Barry's gonna brace. And you think Barry races? No idea, I don't know the extent of his injury, but if he, I mean, if he got a concussion, he probably shouldn't. I don't think the concussion's his his worry, I think it's his hand. So, somehow knowing Barry, he's a brick shithouse. I know he's still gonna be there, I think they're already driving there. He's a brick shithouse. Somehow, I think he just manages. One of the gnarliest crashes I've seen in a while, and it's somehow I think he manages. I don't know how. I bet he. I bet he does race too. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah. But yeah. Apparently, uh, Damien Godet's going and racing vet too. So, oh, you know Number what? Sixty-nine. Yeah. Um. TVG Tom Van Gent. He's gonna be there. Oh, yeah. He's racing vet. Is he racing vet? Do we know or what's the deal? Oh, good question. I, I would assume he's racing vet. So in Florida at Oldsmar, he raced vet the one day and raced pro the next day. Yeah, right. So I don't know if he goes back to vet. How was he on the Supercross deal? I didn't see any of his motos. Uh, he was fast, dude. Dude, him and him and Rico had like a battle a few days before the race because I think Tuan was probably talking some shit. So they had like um, a two or three gate battle to the first turn. Rico got him every time. But Tuan was like, he was close. And we obviously know Rico is fucking fast as shit. So for Twan to be keeping up, he's not slowing right now. He's trained the last month. He's going to be pulling. <laughs> he probably is training. I agree. He's, he low-key could be. 
just retires last year and he's just out of retirement already. <laughs> People get bored in retirement, clearly. I think Mari, do you think Mariana's coming to the Grand? I don't know. I can't tell by their social media. Her and Vincent, they're just all over the world on vacation sometimes. They're just some, I don't even, I don't understand. They're just like enjoying like a beautiful vacation. Then she's winning a medal at some South American games. And I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just the life of the superstar. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is all over on vacation. Sometimes racing the next living in France, not living in France. I wonder if she's, I wonder if she's going a bit. What? I just had a random dark horse pick. Random dark horse. Diego Arboleda shows up. Random dark horse. Is he showing up? I have no idea, but let's be real. It's the grands. Everyone comes out of the woodworks for the grands. Like people that are, you know, your South Americans love to come up and race in the U S wouldn't be surprised. Gonzalo. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzalo's there. Yeah. Freddie, Freddie will be there too. Yeah. Freddie will be there. Who's going to have the best pit set up on the weekend? Oh, the answer. I mean, the answer. Are you kidding That's, me? Yeah. I mean, there's it's an unbelievable setup because you got you got the pro tent on the one side, then you got the team tent, and then on the back, I think it's another team. Is tent. it Claiborne? Another team tent. Yeah. Yeah. They got. I don't know and if it's there's, the, Thanksgiving, there's just Thanksgiving dinners everywhere. There's so much food all the time. Yeah, it's fantastic. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Have we got anything else on the on the Tulsa preview, or is that all we got? I think that's all we got, right? I think that's all we got in the agenda. Yeah. All right. Once again, safe travels, folks. We will both see you in Tulsa. I'm so excited to be there and see the BMX world. And I think it'll be a fun week for everyone. Keep those eyes peeled and your ankles. Watch out for scooters. You know, we don't need anybody getting smoked in the in the building. But drive safe. No, we don't. Drive safe. Drive and, safe. Uh, travel safe. Don't forget, snap on green. Snap on green. podcast all about i don't get it man coffee chatter get off my back <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck i hate that guy <laughs>